0: Blog talk
1: radio. When you walk to the garden.
0: His command
1: where well, you don't have to worry if you hold on to Jesus' hand, we'll all be safe from Satan when the thunder rolls. We just gotta keep the devil. sword, and they shield you with their wings, and keep you close to the Lord, don't pay heed to temptation, for his hands are so cold, you gotta help me keep the devil, way down in the hole, and And keep the devil.
2: September 11th,
3: 2001.
2: Tuesday, September 11th, from 8 a.m. to midnight. Get your 9-11 fix all day right here on Blog Talk Radio. Remember with reverence what the progressives want you to forget. Join Red Fox at 8 a.m. to kick it off. And then from 10 to 12... Listen to the Patriot Zone Forum. Listen in from work or wherever you are and join my friend Doc Jones hosting The Situation Report at a special time. From twelve to two PM Eastern Time. And then a lovely and talented radio chick, Annie, from Southern Sense, carries the afternoon from two to three thirty P.M. What
3: kill you, makes you
2: Starting again at four, we have The East Anglian's EBL radio show For two hours With a heartfelt tribute To the day that lives in infamy infamy. Tune in after work And listen to Freedom's Wings Starting at 6 And sliding into primetime at 8 Listen to the show In Defense of Freedom Then at 10pm The grand finale The very popular Hold Your Awakening. Wraps up this amazing marathon tribute, remembering the fallen from
4: 9-11. Again,
2: the shows involved are Red Fox, to the Patriot Zone Forum, to news, to news, the Situation Report, to 2 to 2 Southern Sense, 2 to East Anglian's EDL Radio Show, to 6 p.m. Freedom's Wings,
3: In Defense of Freedom, Hold Your Awakened.
2: These are great shows with great hosts. And if you're looking for a break from the mainstream liberal media, then come to a place where conservatism is spoken, promoted, and enhanced by regular people who want to fight for their freedom. You can join the fight by listening and spend the day by remembering the fallen with these folks, each in their own way the 9-11 tribute, remembering the events of the day, and reverence for the fallen. None asked for it that day, but all got it. Tuesday, September 11th, starting at 8 a.m. Eastern Time. Right here. Right here. (laughs)
1: Commitment.
5: Good evening, folks, and welcome to an hour of the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. I'm glad you're all here. Some new folks in the chat room tonight and listening to the show. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. I'm glad you're here. There are many things you could be doing with your time, and you chose to come in and listen to the show, and I'm so grateful for that. Uh, Let's get some stuff out of the way here. My usual announcement. Today's date is September 10th, 2012. Beautiful old town, Alexandria. United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. And I'm your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. The calling number is 347-884-8500. Don't you just... One of my pet peeves is when someone gives out a phone number and they go, well, 347-884-8500. You're like, what? What the hell did you just say? So I always like to give the number out. Slowly. (laughs) I mean, doesn't it just make sense? But hey... Let's talk about something for a minute. We've got a whole host of shows coming up tomorrow. I won't be broadcasting at my usual time. As the announcement uh, stated, I will be from 12 to 2. My good friend David Graham produced such a fine promo. Uh, He's got to get a shout-out for that promo that he produced for me. Uh, And it it is just fantastic. And honestly, when it played, it was the first time I was hearing it. Uh so like all of you I was hearing it for the very first time and uh because you know when when David produces a promo you don't really have to you know you know approve it it's just fantastic. Uh so tomorrow's show is going to be all about 911 and as well it should be. Last year we did the same thing and the year before that. So uh, and last year's was was it was comp- was very very uh emotional and memorable and we expect uh, uh the shows to be you know the same uh, this coming year i recall where i was uh during 911 uh, i was sitting in front of my uh television and uh i was on um i was in a chat room in the yahoo chat room african american chat room 1 and uh someone in the chat room said hey turn on the tv a plane hit uh one of the uh, uh one of the twin towers so i i turned, i tuned in and as i sat watching the television and listening to the commentary um i just saw the second plane hit right there on television uh, it was an amazing uh, and unfortunate event uh, amazing in that um in that uh, well uh, well, we'll talk more about it tomorrow. Let's get on with this show. Um, wait, uh, Cal Living, Cal Living, do you uh, are you are you broadcasting uh, broadcasting a show tomorrow? Did we forget about you? I, I simply turned over the list that Batgirl uh, provided and uh, turned it over to David. So I hope that you are not left out. If not, we're we're going to have to get David onto a new promo. And I hope everyone uh, has a has a copy of that promo in case they'd like to play it. But uh hey, let's let's get on with let's get this party started uh right now. You know, Barack Obama has repeatedly said that he wants to have America work together to share the burden, to spread the wealth, and, and to have everyone play by the same rules. Quite frankly, where's the fun in that? But and that apparently comes only after Americans have divided up, categorized, categorized, and, sep- and, are, and are separated by race, ethnicity, religion, and, and ethno economic uh, uh, genres. The evidence comes from Obama himself. Even though he once said, and I quote, I have asserted a firm conviction, a conviction noted in my faith in God and my faith in the American people that working together, we can move beyond some of our old racial wounds, and that, in fact, we have no choice if we are to continue on the path of a more perfect union, end quote. But his campaign divides people into the following categories. African Americans, Asian Americans, and Pacific Pacific Islanders, Jewish Americans, Latinos, lay uh, uh, um, LGBT Americans, lesbian, gay, you know, those folks, Americans, people of faith, veterans and military families, women and young Americans, rich and poor. In visiting Obama's website, visitors there will find a disturbing drop-down menu titled Groups. Have you checked it out? It lists several categories that Obama and his team identified as subsections of American American population that he believes should be isolated and spoken down to in a way that is different from that of the general public. That came under the headline, Is the President Using Race, Gender, and religion to divide America for political gain. Officials with Obama's campaign office in Chicago refuse to respond to telephone calls and email messages from uh, many uh, mainstream media news stations. Oh yeah, they're on the case too. But an example of the message that uh, divides Americans into subcategories is in his promotion for the African American community in order to provide him support. So, here we go. We have the President of the United States, Barack Hussein Obama, who seeks to divide this country mostly along rich versus poor, us versus them, the middle class versus those, haves versus have-nots, and on and on down the line. This month, Uh, Obama uh, stated that this month we're announcing the 2012 launch of African Americans for Obama. He went on to say that I don't think there's a better time than African American History Month to consider the tremendous progress we've made through the sacrifices of so many. Or a better time to commit to meeting the very real challenges we face right now. And on and on and on. African Americans for Obama. Wow. So where do we go from here? Today, Obama received uh, news that he he received a considerable bounce. Well, five points in the polls. So as of today, in a few polls, Obama is leading by five points in battleground states and 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 and, and in other places. So what does that mean, Bill Whittle, a good friend of mine and a host of uh, PJTV, um, the, uh, the the author of the PJTV website, uh, believes that Obama is going to lose handedly. That this bump won't last. What do you think? I don't know. I somehow think that there are forces working behind the scenes that are very desirous. Of seeing a black president reelected this in just uh, less than 60 days from now. Now I took that very desirous to see comment from Rush Limbaugh, who used this same similar verbiage many years ago in describing uh, Donovan, Donovan McNabb's tenure in uh, the Philadelphia Eagles with the Philadelphia Eagles some time ago. So you might have uh, you might. Uh, have uh, have heard that sort of verbiage before? But what do you think? Obama is, in fact, the great divider of this great country. Imagine four years where he doesn't have to run for re-election. He needs to do a lot before within that four-year time period in order to meet his goal to fundamentally transform the United States of America. But in one of life's delicious. Ironies: The president, who campaigned as the great uniter, is worsening the split between the right and left and losing support in the process. Ordinary Americans, typically apolitical, are choosing sides at this time, and more are choosing the side of freedom every day. Lovers of liberty should rejoice at this time, because as I've stated many times before on many blog talk radio shows and elsewhere, Americans are hardwired for just one thing, for certain And that is freedom. Division does get a bum rap. Imagine for a minute if Obama were were able to unite Americans behind his racial agenda. We wouldn't have just bank bailouts and auto industry takeovers and pork-laden stimulus, but in short order, we'd have cap-and-trade and health care reform, Obama-style. We'd have a card check system and a new fairness doctrine. Without a partisan divide, without dissent, without Americans fervent for freedom, the needle on the liberty to tyranny meter would swing more decidedly toward tyranny. That's not to say that the president and congressional Democrats would have done, wouldn't have done damage to a divided America. Debt and inflation are a big problem right now. Problems that will haunt taxpayers for years to come. Automakers and financial institutions are going to need uh, to be uh, disentangled from government. Does Mitt Romney meet the challenge? Will he meet the challenge? These are all very interesting questions as we get down to the wire in just 59 days. Now, this is not to say that the Democrat leadership won't keep trying to ram through cap-and-trade and health care reform both are great threats to our freedom, prosperity, and our health, but even in Washington, divisions among congressional Democrats may work to the nation's advantage. And have have you thought about this? What would occur if Barack Obama were to win the presidency again, or steal it, as some have suggested? Would it be all right if Would we be better served if um, The Republicans took the Senate The majority in the Senate And that way uh, we'd be able to block Obama's agenda And all he would really have left For the next four years would be Well Signing statements And executive orders Which could be overturned Folks It's starting to really get interesting. It really is. With just 59 days left, it's really starting to get interesting. So hold on to your hats and stay tuned because we're in for a bumpy ride. Of that, there is no doubt. Let's take a listen to uh, my main man over at uh, PJTV. And hear about how and talk and let us let, hear them talk about how polarizing the nation has become under the Barack Obama's regime. We'll be right back. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. The call in numbers 8500 eight eight four eighty five hundred. We'll be right back.
6: So he's a magician, huh?
5: Can he do
7: this? Wow, that was really impressive. Uh, I think we'll go with six hundred dollars. Combine auto and renters with State Farm and save an average of six hundred dollars.
6: is barack obama the most politically polarizing president ever or have republicans moved so far to the right that obama simply can't compromise with them i'm PJTV scott ott joined now by bill whittle and stephen green men the gap between republican approval and democrat approval of barack obama is the largest ever for the first three years of a presidency on the other hand A Yale scholar, Jacob Hacker, who researches congressional voting records, says that since the mid-1970s, Republicans have shifted to the right three times farther than Democrats have shifted to the left. And in the House, that distance is twice that. Well, Stephen Green, Barack Obama's presidency has not yet achieved the record polarization of the last five years of George W. Bush, all of which make it into the top ten most polarized list. But at this pace, He may just make Bush look like a uniter, not a divider. Why is that?
7: Uh, You know what? That that study is so wrong at its very foundation. Sure, maybe the GOP has moved a little to the right, but from Reagan, I don't think so. And the Democrats have – you know why they haven't moved to the left? Because they're already sitting on the, 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 the tomb of Karl Marx. They can't get any further to the left. All right. So let's just forget that. But you know what? You give Obama another four years, and you will see some real division. He has been in office uh, you know, – he'd been in office a couple of weeks when negotiations began for the stimulus, and the Republicans sat down to get their their share of the goodies. And, of course, he, he cut them off. He said, you're getting zero. He said, I won. And that was the height of bipartisanship for this administration. It's been downhill since then.
6: It was a short journey between I won and we got a shellacking, wasn't it? Uh, Bill, the era of <laughs> yeah. moderate Dole and Rockefeller Republicans seems to be dead. Uh, the advent of the Tea Party and the 2010 elections have pushed congressional GOP caucus even further to the right. We've been through several years of mono party Democrat rule in D.C., and we may be headed for several years of mono party Republican rule. Do you see any danger in that?
0: Scotty, you're one of the smartest guys I know, and I've done hundreds of these shows with you, but I've never heard you say anything quite that dumb. To say that we are we have exited the age that we have exited the age of moderate Republicans, of squishy Republicans, when the nominee is going to be one of two people in the history of the Republic that have achieved the ultimate liberal goal of universal health care. There's only two people in the history of the Republic that have achieved this liberal nirvana. One is the Democratic nominee, and the other is the Republican nominee. So this idea that this uh, big conservative shift is showing itself in national politics is just not true. Mitt Romney is probably the most liberal liberal Republican that we've ever run as a party. Now, with that said, certainly the grassroots is is moving considerably more to the right as this giant socialist state begins to unravel. And I think the long-term trends are good. I think what we're really seeing here is the end of this dying elephant, if you'll pardon the expression. This is the last wig of the tail as it goes out the door and everything that's coming up from the grassroots is solidly more conservative and my apologies i love you
6: well (laughs) and in fact Mitt romney did get the dole endorsement and would have had the rockefeller endorsement but he was not available at the moment Um, steve presidents reagan and clinton were both able to fashion centrist coalitions in congress to advance at least portions of their agendas and most americans say that they want both sides to give a little to compromise Yet the health bill passed with no Republican support, financial regulatory r- reform, I believe, with three Republicans, the debt deal collapsed last summer, the bipartisan deficit super committee failed, there's still no agreement on extending the Social Security tax cut, and it's a presidential election year. Are we doomed to perpetual division and gridlock? And if so, is that a bad thing? Uh,
7: uh, yeah, and, and Bill hinted at the reason. I, my take on this is even darker. I I think it can't get better. It, it can't get any better or any nicer, and it won't get any less bipartisanship because we're in the end game. We have trillion-dollar deficits as far as the eye can see, and we're already sitting on 15 trillion dollars worth of debt. That's a whole year of everything we make in this country that we've already borrowed. It it can't go on. It's unsustainable. And we have one side dedicated to just more of the same. We have another side that's finally woken up at least a little bit and, and is starting to say enough. And end games are ugly because we're going to be fighting over a smaller and smaller pie. We're going to be fighting over the scraps of whatever we haven't already borrowed and spent. Before this is over, the last three years are going to look positively peaceful, my friend.
5: Mm. Well, Bill. All right, we're back with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Just this week, it was reported that America has slipped to number seven in a damning category. In, 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 a, in a category that we once found, we were once proud of. We are now in $16 trillion worth of debt. Now, many have suggested. That Barack Obama's goal is to take America down a notch or two. To make us just, to transform America into just, well, just another country. Not so exceptional. That he had some sort of a, well, he has a deep-seated resentment toward America's place in the world. In 2016, Obama's America, it's been pointed out. Mr. D'Souza suggests that the president has a resentment toward America's take on, well, uh, assertion that it is exceptional. So now that we have slipped to number seven in in, in uh, economic uh, viability and that we uh, are now $16 trillion in debt, five-plus trillion dollars since Obama took office, half of the country's on some form of government assistance – Oh, and uh, all of that bowing and scraping in front of uh, potentates and and dictators. Don't forget that. And giving the old backslap, Michelle giving the old backslap to the Queen. Uh, Obama has, has been quite successful, in my opinion, of bringing America down a couple of notches. But what I find interesting about this is that Obama's a cocky, arrogant man self-centered, narcissistic, those things are absolutely uh, 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 verifiable. Why would a man like that want to bring his own country to its knees? And why isn't anybody really doing anything about it? I mean, could it be, uh, just could it be that a great many Americans also would like to see America taken down a couple of notches? Could it be that there are... I mean, let's face it. If, if, uh, quite frankly, I'm going to just come out and say it. If this had been a white guy even if this had been Jimmy Carter, he would have been so far down in the polls, it would have, it would have, uh, uh, he, well, well, no, I can't actually say that. Because at this time, in Jimmy Carter's campaign against Ronald Reagan, at this very time, Jimmy Carter was leading in the polls by five points. And shortly before election time, Jimmy Carter was leading by an even wider margin in some key battleground states against Ronald Reagan. So, here we go. Obama is now leading in several battleground states against Mitt Romney by about five points. History is repeating itself. What must Romney do to pull this out. Some have suggested, no, a great many have suggested that Romney has this in the bag. What do you think? Throughout our nation's history, folks, division has been the rule, and unity has in fact been the exception. And that goes all the way back to the revolution, when it was clear to the founders. And the outraged colonists that the British had no interest in redressing their grievances. They elected to divide, to fight for independence. Lucky for us and the world that they chose to do so today. Today, folks, many Americans aren't acquainted with the fact that colonists weren't unanimous for independence. A sizable majority backed the crown. They supported British troops and some fought alongside them. History is repeating itself. The nation's early formative political era was marked by sharp divisions, Federalists versus Jeffersonians, pro-Jackson versus anti-Jackson factions, despite over uh, disputes over slavery were ongoing at all times. There was also the Whiskey Rebellion and another war with the British. By the mid-1800s, the nation divided into sections, and fought a civil war. That, assuredly, was a tragic division, as we all know. 620,000 military casualties, north and south. A ravaged a ravaged south and depleted north was the result. But, as Lincoln stated, the war came despite efforts at reconciliation, the good that resulted from the war was the abolition of slavery. And though it would take another hundred years, and yet more divisions and trials and tribulations, abolition set Americans on the path to gaining their full, God-given rights. In the 20th century, Americans divided about uh, other wars as well. World War One, Two, Vietnam, Iraq. Toward the end, they divided even about the Cold War. And and you know what? They've divided about the New Deal, too. The Fair Deal, the Great Society, and the Reagan Revolution. They divided culturally, starting in the 1960s, over drugs, sex, rock and roll, and they've divided over abortion, of course. As we look back over the long arc of the nation's history we see that from divisions came resolutions. Freedom more often than not was advanced and our rights better secured. Our nation strengthened. But what about now? What about now? America is at a crucial crossword, a uh, crossroad folks. I'm here to tell you we can go one way or the other there are there is a division. there are some who want to see this country taken down a couple of notches, quite a few, quite a few hundred thousand, quite a few million. I label those people liberals, Obama supporters basically folks with low self-esteem, who believe that this country has raped and pillaged and plundered all its existence, stolen land from the Native Americans, uh, exercised their power in nation building and installing petty dictators, and the list goes on and on. And as a result, and because of that, America needs to be put in its place. And who better to do so than the leader of the free world? Who better to do so than a black man or a so-called black man? Who better to do so than the President of the United States? And it all started, in my opinion, with a bow. I've seen pictures of Dick Cheney meeting the same people that Obama met with a simple handshake. I've seen pictures of President Bush meeting the very same people with a handshake. President Obama chooses to bow deeply, so far down that his head nearly touches the guy's sack. It's gross, and it is pathetic. I don't want to see a picture of Barack Obama's ass while he's bending down and bowing down so far to another head of state but however there are many people who do they want to see that because it makes them feel good to know that there's a president in office who won't advance america's power america's power who won't use america's power to advance its goals who will keep this country grounded We live in times, folks, of momentous divisions, and Barack Obama is not helping matters at all. Many of us will not live to see the resolutions completely installed by this president. Since the early part of the 20th century, a great conflict has not only been playing out abroad, but here at home as well. Between statism and freedom. And that's where what this election all boils down to, my friends statism stateism, sorry. Versus freedom. At home, the statists call themselves progressives, liberals, or leftists. And they've worked diligently to advance government, a centralized authority in the political elite and bureaucracy, and to thereby abridge the rights of any individual. We have pettiness. Now, Michelle Obama, for example, when she seeks to enact better food standards in schools, you may say, well, Doc, that's not really a a central serious issue. You know, or when Mayor Bloomberg seeks to limit our intake of salt or how big a beverage we can drink or what size and whether a woman's, you know, should be forced to breastfeed her children and uh, formula be uh, to be withheld. You say, well, these are petty things. They're small. We're talking about big issues, Doc. Well, I would say to you this. What's occurring here in America right now is a trial run. How many of you recall the story of putting the frog in hot water and watching him? Jump out. Versus putting the frog in cold water. Turning the heat on. Very slowly. Until the frog has no idea what the hell just happened. And he's tits up. That's That's what's happening to us right now. It's all happening very slowly. Very methodically. One by one. One by one. Our rights are being taken away. I was on my farm in North Carolina about two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. And while I was on the farm, it's my dog barking in the background, by the way. While I was on the farm, I saw a drone advance over my property for the very first time. I was deeply... Annoyed by that. I was, I was both annoyed and saddened by it. I immediately went for my, my rifle. And then I thought, well, the drone's moving pretty fast and it's swirling around in circles over my property. I'm going to need the shotgun. By the time I got in the house and got the shotgun and got it all loaded up and ready to go, the damn drone was gone. But I was certainly prepared to shoot that drone out of the sky. Now, until that time, I'd only heard of such things. You know, like the black helicopters and all of that. You know, the urban legends. This time, the urban legend has come to my property. And it's not an urban legend. Folks are spying on my property. Now, later I was informed, after a few well-placed phone calls, that the drone was a government drone designed to verify that the ponds I had man-made were living up to uh, EPA standards. Because my cows drink from that water. And I've got fish in the pond, and they want to verify how many ponds I have on the property by sending over a drone instead of an actual person. Of course, I gave them an earful, and I threatened that the next time the drone flies over my property and I'm properly armed, the drone will be gone. And then, of course, I was threatened with the fines and jail time. But that's why I have such really fine and good and expensive lawyers. So I'm not worried about that. But that's just an example of what I've been talking about. (laughs) ROSP in the chat room says can't say property and shotgun. (laughs) Oh, boy, we've got some chatter going on in the chat room. It's hilarious and so true. In the meantime, we're going to take a short break. We'll come right back and then we'll finish up this project and we'll get on. Hey, you guys, you guys are wonderful. Thank you for listening. Hey, we'll be right back. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report.
8: Welcome to Liberal Thoughts, where our thoughts together will bring down this evil GOP empire. The Romney campaign came out with a new shirt that says, I built my business, Mr. President. I don't ever remember the president saying that. So let's see what he really said. If you've got a business, that, you didn't build that. Somebody
4: else made that happen.
8: Well, I guess he did say that. But joining me now is Professor Dick to explain how the president didn't say what he just said. The president never said, the president never said you didn't build that business on your own. The president said you never built that business on your own. Now, there are two different definitions to this. Look at my fingers. There are two different definitions to this. One says, Robert says, you didn't build this business on your own. The president says, Obama says, you didn't build this business on your own. Now, do you see the difference? There are, There is a huge difference in this. They are not the same. And let me tell you a story. I went to a university in Europe. And let me tell you something, Beth Rose, the roads were alive! They were alive! The roads made everything! They made everything! Now let me tell you You know who made those roads? The government did! The government made the roads! Now if we made roads like that here in America, the roads would be
0: To
2: America can be traced back to the independence of India, the land of my fathers. Barack Obama's journey to America can be traced back to the independence of Kenya, the land of his fathers.
4: Tonight, because of what we did on this day, in this election, at this defining moment, change has come to America.
6: The U.S government
2: has not had a budget for over a thousand days in count.
8: So what he's doing is pitting one class of
4: Americans against another. And we can't afford the same political games and tactics that always pit us against one another.
2: We are all shaped by our past, and we carry elements of the past into the future. But we have to be careful, because nothing can rob the future quite as much as the debts of the past.
4: When Congress refuses to act, then I have an obligation as president to do what I can without them.
2: Or wherever you are, and join my friend, Doc Jones, hosting The Situation Report at a special time from 12 to 2 p.m. Eastern Time. And then, a lovely and talented radio chick, Annie, from Southern Sense, carries the afternoon from 2 to 3.30
3: p.m.
2: Starting again at 4, we have the East Anglian's EBL radio show for two hours with a heartfelt tribute to the day that lives in India. Inf- in inf- Tune in after work and listen to Freedom's Wings, starting at 6 and sliding into prime time at 8. Listen to the show, In Defense of Freedom. Then at 10 p.m., the grand finale. The very popular... Hold Your awakening wraps up this amazing marathon tribute, remembering the fallen from 9-11. Again, the shows involved are Red Fox, the Patriot Zone Forum, the Situation Report, Southern Sense, East Anglian's EDL Radio Show, Freedom's Wings,
3: Independence of Freedom 8 to 10 PM.
2: and Hold Your Awakening. 10 PM to midnight. These are great shows with great hosts. And if you're looking for a break from the mainstream liberal media, then come to a place where conservatism is spoken, promoted, and enhanced by regular people who want to fight for their freedom. For their freedom. You can join the fight by listening and spend the day by remembering the fallen with these folks, each in their own way. The 9-11 Tribute, remembering the events of the day, and reverence for the fallen. None asked for it that day, but all got it. Tuesday, September 11th, starting at 8 a.m. Eastern Time. Right here.
5: All right, and we're back with the C Robert Jones Situation Report. Now, as the promo indicates, which was done by David Graham, so very fantastic. We're going to be doing a show tomorrow. It won't be at my usual time of eight p.m. It'll be from twelve to two. And uh, if you can't listen in live, I'm. Uh, I can be found, of course, on iTunes. All of us. And uh I'll be on uh you can you can get me on Spreaker. You download the app there or Stitcher, the app there. I will be simulcasting on both of those. Uh and the apps are available for Android and um and iPhones for those of you who want to listen to our shows that way. Uh, before we uh before we take off, we've got about ten minutes left. I'd like to touch on um Marine Dowds column in the uh, uh, New York Times playing now hail to us chiefs Maureen uh, who has not necessarily been drinking the Obama Kool-Aid states in her column how did the one formerly known as the one go for two in his renomination acceptance speech here on Thursday night, he told us that America's problems were tougher to solve than he had originally thought. And that's why he has kindly agreed to give us more time. Because, after all, it's our fault. Quote So you see, the election four years ago wasn't about me, end quote. President Obama explained that it was about you, my fellow citizens. You were the change. Marine goes on to state, we were the change? We were the change, us? How on earth could we have let so much of what we fought for slip away? How did we allow Mitch McConnell, Karl Rove, and the super PACs, the Tea Parties, and the lobbyists, and special interests to take away our voice? She went on to say, uh, she went on to quote Obama, only you can make sure that doesn't happen. The president chastised us. Only you have the power to move us forward, end quote. Move us forward into what? The heart of darkness? Move us forward. I'm going to go ahead and put the, uh, the column up in the chat room here. For those of you who are simply listening, you can listen to us on uh I mean, well, you can get the get the uh the column in the Sunday Review of the New York Times. So, Maureen Dowd is not drinking the Kool-Aid. Many others are following. Barack Obama will no longer have the mainstream media in his pocket, not at least not all of them. Not every mainstream media outlet is drinking the Obama Kool-Aid. So here we go. Maybe we relied too much on Valerie Jarrett, the A.K.A. Night Stalker and Keeper of the Essence. She says some people should woo us, but could it be that we need to woo? Them as well? O'Dowd states in the column. How could we have let the storybook president lose his narrative? How could we keep failing to explain what changes we have gotten through? Why is the salesmanship so beneath us? It's ironic that Bill Clinton, who couldn't pass his own health care bill, does a better job of selling ours. Even Obama said on Friday that we should make Bill a cabinet member the Secretary of Spinning Stuff. We're grateful for the President uh, for ding, dinging to the point, dinging to point out our flaws and giving us another chance. I'm the President, he intoned. <laughs> but we, the people, must do the work. The buck stops with us. Remember when the buck stopped with the President of the United States? Even that that low-rent Harry Truman was man enough to man up and say the buck stops with him. But not so our current commander-in-chief, the one, our deity-in-chief. So many people still look up to this guy, which makes me think that there are people in this, in the great, the United States of America, the once great United States of America, who would like to see this country fall. They would like to see this country fail. They have a deep-seated dislike for America. Among the people who are disappointed with President Obama, none has more reason to be disappointed than those who thought he was going to be a uniter rather than a divider and that he would bring us all together. He has not. It was a noble hope, but one with no factual foundation. Barack Obama, folks, had been a divider all his adult life, especially as a community organizer. He had repeatedly sought out and allied himself with other dividers, the most blatant of whom was the man whose church he attended for 20 years, Jeremiah Wright. Now, with his presidency on the line, and the polls looking dicey, Obama's re-election campaign has become more openly divisive than ever. Hence the gist of our show. Barack Obama is dividing this country. Four more years? Hell, we've joked about it, but we just may find ourselves in the midst of a civil war. After the Democrat National Convention, not one day passed before gun sales surged to record levels. Ammunition sales surged to record levels. One of my own websites, uh, one of my own businesses that sells um, uh, survival equipment and food, my sales skyrocketed. I made more off selling survival food and equipment in one day than I made... In one quarter, right after Obama's speech. Folks were afraid that this guy is going to get another four years and that America will cease to exist as we know it. And at some point, we're going to have to fight, physically fight, to take this country back. Well, here we go. Let the games begin. You've been listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones, as always... I want to thank you all for listening. I do appreciate it. You've got many things you could be doing and you choose to listen to my show, take an hour out of your evening, and I do so appreciate it. Tune in tomorrow if you can. If not, I can be found on Stitcher and, uh, and and uh, <laughs> well, Stitcher and, uh, and and a couple other places. Uh, certainly uh, iTunes. You can download the show there. We're going to go ahead and get on out of here and catch some football. Hope you guys have a great night. And, hey, Tomorrow is going to be an interesting day for a lot of us on Blog Talk Radio and other places. All across the nation, people are going to be, well, I wonder what Obama's going to be doing. Perhaps he'll be golfing. Anyway, we're out of here. Oh, by the way, G-Ski Rocks has a show on just after mine. It is tonight. Yes, it is. Tune in to his show, G-Ski Rocks 2020 Radio. And then, of course, Jermaine at uh, conservative Prime Time at 1130. We're out of here. Good night, folks. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. Both sides, now.
3: And jewels, very sweet. The dizzy dancing way that you feel as every fairy tale comes to you. I've looked at love that me, but now it's just another show. And you leave them laughing when you go. And if you can don't let me know. Don't give me. This- And they shake their heads And they tell me that I've changed Well, something